0: So I've got Marius from Crash in the Void with me. Uh, Now I was going to ask you to introduce yourself, and then I've already done it. So um, you know what? Let's just double (laughs) that. Let's double that one up. I am Marius from Crash in the
1: Void. (laughs) How's it? (laughs) And what do you do in the band? Um, I do almost everything. I write all the songs. um, I record everything. I mix and master everything. I make the music videos. I schedule the tours. Um, and then the other guys just help me with little tasks i just delegate them like hey dude go do this go do that and they're like
0: always super keen to do it sweet so this is so would you say that crash in the void is like your baby is your your brainchild or yeah it's completely my
1: brainchild um the other guys do uh help write when most of the bone structure of the songs are done they're like hey dude check the sick solo so like Baldu, our lead guitarist, he would always like write his own solos. And uh Dylan, our bassist, always has these really sick bass riff bass lines that he always puts in there. So so I mainly write
0: the songs, but they always put their spin on it. That sort of thing. Okay, sick, sick. So like you said, it's more just of a delegation, you know. You are yeah. and one of the members is your brother, right? That's uh... Yeah, that's my brother Lumar. Yeah,
1: he's he's my brother as well. <laughs> and who are the other two guys? Um, so it's just you that I've got here today. So who, who are the other two? So Dylan van Heerden, he's actually um, one of the best guitar players I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's a really, really good guitar player. Um, Completely self-taught. He also has a degree in sound engineering. But he's always, yeah, we, we couldn't find a bassist. And we just asked him, because we were hanging out at the time when we started the band, and he was like, hell yeah, I'll join on bass. Like I've always wanted to become good at bass. So he joined in on bass. And then the guitarist, the lead guitarist is Valdu van der Linde. Now he's um, he's quite, can I can I say band slut? He's a bit of a band
0: slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a term that goes around the this, this show often. I'm um, going to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, rad. Well, he, he's
1: in quite a few bands. Um, I actually met him... When we were much younger, we were about 15, but then we really became friends when we started studying music at uh, University of Pretoria, and we were in first year together, and um, I was always amazed by his skill. He's always been like one of the best players I've ever seen. He was this good in first year already, so I was always blown away. And uh, when I started this project, he was just like, yeah, I really want to join your band because you, you always write good songs and it would be rad to like, play guitar on them. So, yeah, we've got a pretty good team.
0: Oh, that's sick. And would you say like you're beyond just guitar playing, your, your strength would be songwriting and structuring? I've always preferred
1: songs, songwriting above um, skill. Obviously, skill like, helps you. Um, and I've always sort of chased that dragon of being able to play really good songs um, by becoming really good. But I've since learned that you'll sort of adapt to whatever song you need to play. If you really want to play it, you'll like push your limits and be able to
0: play it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like uh, pushing your limits though, is pretty much 80% of being a musician Like to get better. I'm super curious, like, but, do you do all of your own recording? Because listening to Shadow Fiend, like that was fucking wonderfully done. That song is so sick. Do, do you guys record that yourself? Is that kind of like an in-house thing? Yeah, yeah.
1: We record everything by ourselves. Um, all of us have sort of a home studio vibe going on. So Dylan's got his own little studio, which is actually quite sick. He's got so many instruments in that, in like a very small room. <laughs> but he records everything in there, all his bass lines. Um Voldu's got um I don't know the sickest interface of, i th- I think it's called the Babyface by Apollo, which is a fantastic interface. He records everything directly into his interface and then sends me either DIs or uh rendered guitars or whatever. And then um I mostly program the drums, but we uh we went to club studios. the, the drummer's called Steven Bossman. Oh yeah. And he he owns Club Studio. So he's he's a he's also quite a famous player. He's a drummer for Rough Magic currently, and he's also in Savage Lucy. Oh yeah, I was about to say Yeah. yeah. So he we, we record drums, we record drums like way back, I think in 2019, at his studio. And then we just use them as sort of like a you know, a reference track for our drums, and then we just program based on that velocities and stuff. So it doesn't sound super unnatural. Yeah. So then we just Program the drums and then I put everything together at my home studio, which is not a professional studio by any standard. <laughs> but um, I have, uh, I always open up my studio to engineers with way more experience than me, and they'll, they'll come sit here and talk the biggest amount of cock about my studio, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, dude, that's that's exactly what I want to hear. Give me all the criticism, at least like let it have." Uh, some constructive points to it and then they're like okay cool do this do this do this and eventually my studio yeah it's got a pretty nice frequency response i can totally mix a master in here now so it helps
0: <laughs> uh, it's, i love how you just got we're given a, a crash course by just everyone like changing topics wildly yeah, here i just wanted to, to touch on the name i was reading somewhere that crash in the void is inspired by a scott pilgrim uh t- the Crash and the Boys. Is that is that true? Uh yeah, so partly.
1: Um there's also a Japanese video game. Well that actually inspired the fictional band from Scott Pilgrim. Um but yeah, both both of those. <laughs> I used to play the Crash and the Boys street challenge with my grandmother when I was like I don't know, seven years old. Because she was very into video games and she showed, she had like one of those NES consoles and we would just play video games
0: whenever we hung out. Sounds like a grand had like a huge influence on like a lot of the things to you do, like both with music as well as some of the other interests. Like in regards to like the the latest song that you guys released with the the music video, it looks so sick. How did you guys like get such a clean like look out of that? So it's mostly done with AI, AI video.
1: It's a it's a program called Pika AI and I don't know how I did this, but I'm I'm always like online looking for the best ways to I don't know make art and um I came across Pika AI and I found a lifetime pass which it was one of those free ones they just give out when when they started Pika AI, and it worked. So I went on to the servers, and I just started figuring out how to use it. And it's uh, sort of difficult. It's not as easy as, for instance, Dali or something, where you just type in something, and it gives you uh, a prompt or whatever, and then you get your image, um, and then it's somewhat you know not what you expected or whatever. Um, The speaker AI, you actually have to code exactly what you want. You can upload images, you can make them move, you can animate stuff. So I think for every good scene I got out of that music video that I had to create, I had like 50 duds. Yeah, I spent
0: quite a lot of time coding that video. (laughs) I would never have guessed that that was AI generated. Damn, that's impressive. Like, I'm actually kind of shook about that the the cutting edge man we got to use these things as tools
1: i'm not a super advocate for ai but i do believe you need to properly utilize whatever tools you have and it that is what it is ai is a tool and if you can use it to your creative benefit then you should figure out how to do it properly
0: no that's absolutely sick and i 100% agree with that like yeah there's a lot of things about ai that are terrifying and there's a lot of, like, concern as to what it could potentially do to a lot of different industries and markets. You know, it, you got to roll with the punches, really, to figure out how it works, yeah. know how it works, especially if it concerns you, so that you can just have a better understanding of what's actually going on.
1: It's always been my personal philosophy to sort of, and I, I think it you can see it reflected in the band's image and general aesthetic, is... I try to embrace that, which I do not understand. I try and figure out what it is as much as I possibly can. Sort of, you know, enter the void and figure out what's in there, if that makes sense. So I was also deathly afraid of AI possibly taking away, I don't know, creative arts, in a sense. But when I started figuring out how to... Well, first off, I saw people started making short films with AI video. I was like, how the fuck are they doing this? This looks amazing. Like, you can get the 70s aesthetic, you can get this sort of creepy thing, and then you sort of double down on AI's, um, how can I explain it? The irregularities of how things are generated. You can sort of utilize that to your benefit. And I did that with the Shadow Fiend music video by having things at the end of the music video be very erratic and weird you know so i don't want to spoil the music video people
0: kind of just taking advantage of, taking advantage of like the uncanny valley type of deal exactly yeah
1: and that's that just added to the creepiness of the music video so yeah creative writing i suppose creative tool use
0: yeah that's like because the key, like you're saying it's not just okay uh hit a couple of buttons on a keyboard and get something you know there was still planning that went into it there was still there was still a creative mind directing it on what to do exactly
1: yeah and that's how we should look forward to ai tools i think in a sense
0: like you were saying as someone who was afraid of it you know you've taken a very reasonable approach to how does this work how does it impact me and you know what i found that this is a useful tool and too many people will shy away from things completely like the AI ex- like included, but way too many people will just shy away from something because they won't take the time to understand what it is, how it works. Based on everything you've explained to me, like seeing that uh, that description of you guys being an experimental heavy rock band, would you say that's an accurate definition, or was it the closest thing you could find? It's the closest thing we could find. We've been dabbling with,
1: you know, what to call our genre, because it's essentially rock music mixed with film concepts. So when I graduated uh, Tux, my first sort of thing I wanted to really get good at was film scoring. And uh, I moved to Cape Town for two years to pursue that. Um, But turns out it's quite difficult to get into the Cape Townian music industry if you're not born there. You don't live there and you don't have the connections. Um, But I did find solace in video game music. So I, I did get a lot of experience making film music and stuff for video games. Well, we call it video game music, I suppose. I had to learn a lot of ways to sort of manipulate emotions to get people to do certain things, you know, how to make something sound really scary or how to make something sound profound, if that that makes sense. Because I had the theory background, it was easier to sort of replicate these in new songs and figure it out. So when I first started combining rock music with some of these film music aspects, um, I figured out, whoa, this doesn't seem like it's been done before. I can try and figure out how to utilize it. So it's difficult to pinpoint a genre because every song we release has a different kind of film aspect being brought into it. For instance, um, the Cosmic Horror has got all these what we call median chromatic movements. And that creates this sense of almost like you know the the documentary the cosmos right the space documentary yeah so space documentaries utilize this sort of um, chord progression where it feels magical and profound and uplifting and that's where i saw that connection you can combine that with rock music so we did that with the cosmic horror for, for instance and we found out okay well this rock music makes you feel like you're like in space, you know, floating through things. The Villain, for instance, the single we released a few weeks back, that's um, rock music combined with sort of classical villain trope music, if that makes sense. Like you can go on YouTube and find like these uh, compilations of classical music that makes you feel like a plotting, plotting supervillain. So we use some of that in in those songs um Shadow Fiend I mostly used I used a bunch of different things for Shadow Fiend but I also looked at a lot of uh Lovecraftian films um you know that sort of cosmic horror vibe if that makes sense and uh utilized some of those film scoring concepts into Shadow Fiend and then combined it with um sort of the similar parallel that we already have in rock music which is doom. So that's how we got that combination.
0: The the amount of thought that went into it is actually unbelievable. <laughs> like I'm I'm sitting here processing all of it. I'm like, dude, that's 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 fucking genius. Like you know and it it makes sense. Like I'm also sitting here thinking about like you know uh uh scores that I like listening to and i like I oh, want that I want to go and listen to now when this is done the concept of evoking those emotions, because like you were saying that it's supposed to, the music is supposed to heighten a feeling that a scene is giving and the yeah. music can change that quite dramatically. And to introduce those concepts into your songwriting it's you know, being aware of that this specific progression, this type of music is going to elicit this type of feeling and this type of imagery along with the imagery that the song is trying to portray as well. It's kind of like a, a double whammy, on that note, man, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time to to hang out with me and have a chat about music. And of course, also man. battling with Eskom and getting <laughs>
1: yeah, <sorry laughs> the power for to stay late, home. Man.
0: But this has been absolutely sick.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. I, I really appreciate it. I'd love to come back at some point.
0: Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people find your music? Um, so
1: just follow us on Instagram. We have a uh, we have a little link there, and that takes you to all our music videos, all our stuff. Um, we also sell coffee and merch, so you can check that out as well. It's a decaf CBD coffee, so you drink it before bed so you sleep better.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: Um, it's called it's called Void Coffee, so you can check that out as well.
0: It's absolutely sick. Thank you so much once again for taking the time to have a chat with me.
1: Yeah, thanks so much man. Have a have a fantastic day.